0: Whoa
1: (laughs) I like it
0: It's a whole new sting, Mariah
1: Well done, Audio Dave
0: Special episode, special sting
1: Uh Uh-huh That's
0: right, welcome to our special episode of the Cabin Podcast with Discover Wisconsin I'm Eric Paulson, she's Mariah Haberman Hi Audio Dave Howdy And Ellen, who runs the show Hello (laughs) (laughs) There's that enthusiasm See, there you go. Uh, So, Mariah, we've been at this for quite a while now. We're talking about Discover Wisconsin in general, like six, seven seasons, right?
1: Mm hmm. Seven, yeah. Crazy. Time flies when you're having fun, right? Uh huh. That's
0: right. Uh So Is it time for some memories?
1: Let's take a little stroll down memory lane. It'll be nice.
0: So Mariah, let's think back. We're talking seven or eight years now at this point, right? Yeah. What Mm -hmm. got you, how'd you get connected to the show?
1: Okay, so this is a question I probably get asked more than any, maybe second to what's your favorite place in Wisconsin? We'll save that for a different special episode. Yeah. I, so long story short, I was competing in the Miss Wisconsin program when I was in my early 20s, and that got me thinking I wanted to do something a little more public facing. I was a journalism major in school and very much like working in the marketing, kind of more PR world right outside of school. And I heard that the folks at Discover Media Works, our production company, were possibly looking for a host. I reached out to them. I held a local title, Miss Wisconsin Central, and I sent them a message saying, hey, would you guys let me guest host an episode? And they were like, no. But I kept <laughs> I kept in touch with them for a year. I was persistent, but hopefully not super annoying. Uh, and eventually they said, come on in for an audition. I thought the audition went horrible. Uh-oh. But <laughs> yeah, I pray that that footage is like erased eternally on our <laughs> we server. we have to find it. We'll find no, it. Ellen, it's you not. don't have to find I it. I will text Brandon right <laughs> Everybody... <now. laughs> You're all on my list. Um, So anywho, yeah, I, but they must have, you know, I, I, this is always my lesson when I go in and talk to like high school kids, I'll say like, diversify yourself and don't put all your eggs in one basket. At least that's what worked for me personally. It's especially when people ask, I want to be on TV. Very rarely do people just want to hire someone to be on TV. It's almost always like, what else can you do for us? So I really had to sell myself and let them know that I could handle marketing. And now I do business development. So it's a very dynamic role. And, you know, seven years later, I'm still loving it. That's kind of my story.
0: You know, it's funny because I had gotten in touch with Greg Smith, who was our, what was his main title? Director of sales or- Director Director of of certain things director of certain things. I like that better. <laughs> um, I first met him. I have my road trip website, State trunk And I approached discover Wisconsin about making that part of their themes because back in, this goes back to 2007 and almost every episode was entirely on one place and there weren't themes and things like that. So I brought mm-hmm. it up to him as an idea and he liked it, but it didn't fit their business model, but we got along well. So we just kept in touch. And for years after that, if he was in town, or whatever, we'd reach out and say, hi, maybe grab a drink or lunch once in a while. And Greg had told me, hey, we're moving to multiple co-hosts. Would you like to try out to be a TV host for the show? Because I told him I'd always wanted to do that. And so I, I, I tried out. I sent in videos that I'd done for my road trip website and all that. And then they said, uh, well, thanks. We we got our two. And Mariah, <laughs> it was you. And then it was Colin, mm-hmm. Colin Garrity, who still does some episodes with us. hmm Uh, here and there, although he's acting in Chicago a lot, he's a busy guy. Mm -hmm. And so I was like bummed. And then three weeks later they said, you know what? We're going to go with four people. You want to still try out? And I said, sure. And that's how I got in.
1: I remember I was like, who's this Eric character? What's he all about? What's (laughs) the first, what's the first show that like we would have done together? Like what was the Uh, first time? I don't even know. Like when we met, like what was our first on camera
0: well, we we all met for a photo, introductory photo shoot. Remember, they took that one picture that's still in some of the promos you see.
1: I hate that photo.
0: On Fox Sports, Wisconsin. It was, oh, it's an yeah. eight-year-old
1: picture. I hate it. I'm like, old. how do we get that freaking photo <laughs> off satellite TV or wherever it is? It, yeah, it, it
0: still comes up on cable, or at least it did a year or so ago. It's
1: frustrating.
0: I just saw it a couple <laughs> months ago at a bar, no less. You wow. look up, you're like, oh, I'll be darned. So
1: that's how we met. That That's true. how we
0: met, but I think the first episode, well, the, the Wisconsin's Cheesiest Foods was the first episode we were in together, but I don't think we were... State Fair? That might have been, yes. We I'm did sorry, State it Fair. It was State Fair.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wisconsin's, and that was the 2013, I think, edition of the fair, right? Yeah. So we're just smearing oh, cream oh puffs. Oh my gosh.
1: And, yeah. Oh, we were just babies back then. I know.
0: I was only in my early 40s then. Ah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, the memories. Okay, so...
0: There are a lot I, of memories though. So and many
1: memories, so many. And even like thinking through what to bring up, like the moments. I came up with 5, and I think you did a similar amount. That was hard just because I don't I'm like 120ish episodes in it was really difficult but there were five that like really rose to the top for me that i continually like i still get asked about them these memories and i'll like i find myself sharing these stories <laughs> with people in my own circle all the time so i think i've got a memorable five memories
0: we'll <laughs> start with well, one of them share them with our circle
1: okay so here's number 1 this was in my very first season of discover wisconsin so i was hungry and eager and willing to please I didn't say no that much. Not as often as I say no now. <laughs> uh, so shout out to, this is a fun episode because we're kind of giving some shout outs to some folks who have worked with us over the years and have since moved on and I adore all of them. Um, Chad Diedrich was the guy who basically hired me and really fought to get me in, on Discover Wisconsin. He was, a, um, he was producing a couple episodes and one of them was on Lake Arrowhead. And he asked if I would ski with their team there, the like Airhead Ski team. And I said, Shermalat? I think Shermalat is the name. I said, absolutely. Well, as you guys know, it's one thing to plan. It's another to get there. And a lot of times the producers are, you know, got their little evil TV antennas up and they're like, what's gonna make <laughs> for a better TV? And he was like. <laughs> How dare they I know, try to make
0: so, good TV. Oh,
1: so annoying. <laughs> uh, he asked if I would ski, first of all, ski off the ramp, this is a part two moment wow. thing. He said, "Will you ski off that ramp?" And I was <sighs> like, "I'll do a lot of things, but that seems like an insurance, you know, <laughs> issue, uh, a risk. Nightmare. A yes, like it seems like death is right around the corner." Uh, so I. This was my compromise. Instead of us going straight off the ramp, which if you guys have been up to one of those ramps close, like they are way higher than they look from the shore. Mm-hmm. Like they're like six feet out of the water. At least that's what it seemed like to me. So he said, instead of going off the top of the ramp, why don't you just go off the side? And I was like shaking in my little wetsuit and I said, <laughs> fine. So they take me off the side three times in a row and I just completely faceplant oh, every no. single time <gasps> oh, no. um, and chad is hiding with a gopro behind the actual ramp he's on like the high end and i'm going off the side and if you watch the footage of this you guys i look like a board like stiff as a board <laughs> I, like knees are not bent i'm just like oh, get me through this shot i hate my job <laughs> everyone's like best job ever and i'm like no not today um <laughs> So, but then that's not all. As if my adrenaline wasn't, you know, hadn't been peaked at that point, they bring a seaplane out on Lake Arrowhead. And my producer, Chad, asks me, I feel like this started out as a shout out to Chad, and now I'm like, Chad. (laughs) Um, He asked if I would ski behind the water plane. And I felt like I didn't have a choice. I'm like, man, there's a million people want to host this show. If I start saying no, they're going to can me tomorrow. So I said yes. Uh, the plane, I get behind the plane, you know, getting up on the skis is always like the trickiest part. Well, the plane takes off a lot harder than a boat does. And you have to be up quickly. And I kept screwing it up and the pilot was getting very annoyed with me. He had to do a U-turn in his plane every time. (laughs) Finally, I get up and we do a whole lap around the lake. I could not see anything because so much water was like, in my face, like from the plane that I was just holding on for dear life. Like I, you know, I heard people yelling. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just trying to get through this. And <laughs> it ended up making the show. It was terrifying. And that's that. Yeah, I live a lot
0: of water sports, Mariah. It's interesting. You know,
1: they did. I haven't skied in a while and I'm not <laughs> really that upset about it because. <laughs> you did
0: it on like Arrowhead. You did it in Janesville. You've done it.
1: Uh, tomahawk. The I tomahawk? did pole or barefoot on the pole thingy. Uh, technical term yeah a lot (laughs) of skiing
0: for water sports for me they uh I did something I had never done before and that was to go whitewater rafting
1: Ooh, is this one of your top five moments
0: it's one of my top five moments because it was on the Menominee River which is on the UP Wisconsin border in Marinette County and we had so much fun with it first of all it was an exhilarating ride it was an absolute blast, and we've got some great GoPro camera shots. You know, going down—I think it was class three or class four falls, uh, which is more typical of the Mountain West. Uh, but one of my favorite parts about that is uh, kind of a Rodney Dangerfield moment. I choreographed <laughs> as we got ready because they were filming us getting off the bus, and they had two whitewater rafts ready, and they were both filled with people. And I, I, I coached them on this. And I said, hey, I'm going to ask these two questions. Here's how, here's how you should react. And in one take, it worked out great. Because I said, hey, we're getting ready to go whitewater rafting. And I turned to the crowd. I'm like, who's ready for this? And they're all like, woo. And then I said, all right, who wants me in their boat? And they all just shut up and turn around and start <laughs> leaving.
1: I remember that.
0: And it was one of uh-huh. my favorite moments. I'm like, hey, I can script a few things here and make it funny. So
1: Well done.
0: Along with exhilarating adventure, I like to see if I can... Make that story
1: laugh. is quintessential you, <laughs> because you are the king of bloopers. Yeah. You're always just, you know, when people ask about the other hosts, I'm like, Eric is just always up for a good time and making people laugh, and that just story. hamming it up. Yeah, you are a little <laughs> ham, and that's, I love it. I love it. That's the perfect story to start out with.
0: Yeah. But you can be a clown sometimes.
1: I sure laugh. can good job on the transition uh I okay 20 2015 2015 I got asked to come host a segment up at the black river la, 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 the UW river falls rodeo. Hmm. And I first I was just going to attend the rodeo and I was like, "Oh yeah, there's going to be like cute cowboys there. I'm all about it." I get there <laughs> and they're like, "We're going to put you in this clown suit." I'm like, "Why are you doing that?" "We want you to be the rodeo clown." But no, no, no. I in my head I'm like, "Okay, that's cute for TV, but they legitimately were like, I was the rodeo like I was in the barrel out in the pasture. <laughs> And And
0: that's, that's not gentle stuff, man. I lived in Texas for a long time. I've been to my share of rodeos. Oh my God.
1: I I, I was shaking. I was like, is this like when my producer first said this and again, she this is my, uh, former producer Jody, who I'm still very good friends with. Although now that I'm reciting the story, I'm like, I need to question our friendship. Uh, (laughs) she, I said to her, is this safe? And she's turned to the guy in charge of the rodeo, like, is this safe? Like, tell her it's safe. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to give you a rundown of what to do if the bull comes at you. So you'll be good. And so he gives me this lesson of like, okay, when you're in the barrel, if the if the bull charges you, you want to be as big as possible in the barrel. Put your arms out, put your legs out, and take up the whole barrel in case it knocks you over. And I was like... I thought this was like it's not gonna come at me, right? Like it's not gonna do that. And they're like, you're gonna you're in there, like you're dressed as a clown, like it could come at you. And this is actually one of my favorite shots of <laughs> of any show I've ever done. And this was my authentic fear on camera and it made it i think into the open of the show the following year you see me with my big cowboy hat in the barrel and then suddenly i i pop my little eyes up and you just see my eyeballs above the barrel like looking around and then i pop that <laughs> <back> down <laughs> and i could not as soon as that was over i had to go interview like one of the cute cowboys like afterwards with my stupid clown outfit on and i could not get out of that outfit fast enough because i was and it's like not flattering you're wearing like huge giant just fangs like weird materials and oh my god it was really traumatizing cowboys love
0: a clown suit on a woman
1: I don't. I didn't get that vibe. I did not get that vibe that night. Not, Eric.
0: not my experience. I did not
1: pick up any men that night.
0: <laughs> this may be a dumb question, but as someone who's never been to a rodeo, what does a rodeo clown do?
1: Their job is to distract. So their job is to make sure that the actual contestants or competitors—I'm not quite sure what they call them—but are uh, safe. That when you know the the they get bucked off the bull the bull will they're you know they're looking usually at you know the competitor there and the clown yeah. the clown's job is to distract and get that bull to come towards really? the clown mm-hmm. that's wow. scary that's like and and the clown has to be very charismatic and entertaining and they do lots of funny jokes so like it's it was definitely a very enlightening shoot and i i have so much more respect for rodeo clowns now than i did then
0: that is a big ask to yes. get you to do that job without <laughs> giving that is you any preparation. Scary. What preparation? Kind of
1: insurance policy? Was I that? asked. I said, "Let me double check the health insurance we have here." They, like, they make us
0: buy insurance. I have TV personality insurance. I never thought I'd have hmm.
1: that. What? Wow. I don't have that. Yeah, <laughs> I might need that for my next rodeo gig.
0: You're an yeah. employee of the company. I'm a contractor. That's true. the difference. True, so true. now they also feed you on the show, but sometimes you have to catch the food yourself. One of my favorite uh, shoots was in Kenosha, where we went fishing out on Lake Michigan on a picture-perfect day. We were about three miles east of the shore, and it was so clear, if you looked to the south and knew exactly where to look, on the horizon over the water of Lake Michigan, you could see the Chicago skyline, Mm. which is about 45, 50 miles away at that point. But just like four of the buildings, boop, right up off the horizon. We caught five coho salmon in an hour. It's the best I've ever done fishing. Wow. Hey. Reeled them in. And uh, then I I gutted some of them. They gutted the rest for time. But that is one disgusting process. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we brought it to the boathouse in Kenosha. And they cooked up a nice shore lunch. And we ate them baked, blackened, and fried. And it was awesome. And that fueled me up for the Kenosha kingfish game later that night.
1: I love this part.
0: This is another one of my favorite moments. <laughs> <laughs> and Mariah, like you were just saying, you can't attend. You have to be involved, right? You have
1: to participate.
0: So in between innings, they put me in one of those, um, what do you call those? Those big clear balls that you run inside of.
1: Like a big bubble. They a yeah, the bubble ride. ball.
0: Bubble ball is what they're called. Bubble ball. <laughs> And so they always have two different people and they start at home base and then one runs, you know, first, second, third around the bases. The other goes in the other direction. And my opponent in this case was a 15-year-old kid. He's probably, what, 20 or 21 now. and
1: Like 100 pounds. I don't know if he was
0: being intentionally cocky or not, but he was just like, oh, I'm going to knock you on your butt. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> physics would probably say otherwise, but let's give it a shot. <laughs> so they, they put the bubble on me, and I'm a little, the mic pack was interfering, so the bubble was like above my eye level, so I could barely see. Oh, okay. But we take off, and they introduce each of us, so everybody knows I'm the guy in discover Wisconsin. We, we take off and he's running towards me from third to second. I'm running towards second and I'm like, ah, you know, I'm just going to hold up a little bit. So you could actually physically see me slowing down and I just kind of, you know, push, push off at him. He's charging at me full speed. And what do you see on camera? <laughs> he goes back, butt over teakettle. kettle, his legs, when he, when the bubble lands, his legs are pointing at a Northwest angle toward the sky. And I heard the crowd from second base. I could hear the whole crowd go, oh. I was like, oh, God, did I just injure this kid? So you see me, like, because two guys run to help lift him back up, and you see me standing there for a minute going, is he alive? Is he good? Is he injured? No? Okay, good. And then I take off to third. And by the time he got up, he was mad. So he charged me at home and i realized if i want to win the crowd back i better just let him nail me so i just stopped and you see him just charge into me with everything he's got Aww. so i go five steps back and over and
1: but that's <laughs> that not the part that. that made the show i don't think yeah. was it was oh no it you the... see
0: you see that part in the show too oh you do okay. oh okay. yeah you see both you see both points of contact i remember
1: but, sorry i remember Ayn, our yes. um, shooter coming back to the office after that shoot and showing me <laughs> a slow motion version of it i could not Stop laughing! He put so like funny.
0: dramatic music in it and added nice. like a you know, <sighs> kind of sound effect, <laughs> an explosion. When I hit him, and then he yeah he goes back in super slow motion, and that is
1: so frankly funny. it's
0: still fun to watch.
1: It really is. That's that's just what they call timeless, yes. timeless content. It will never get old. Ah, <laughs> uh, I wanted to include a moment that so it's uh, less on the funny side, more on just. <laughs> Uncomfortable side. (laughs) Why? I want to hear about this. Well, I so people like to ask, like, how do you ever do? You just get really nervous for the show. I'm like, you know, I really not anymore. I think my first season, I was, I was just so excited. I don't think I was nervous that often. But there was one episode in particular that I was genuinely. I was in a state of discomfort throughout almost the entire episode, <laughs> and that was because we did a motorcycling show, which I've been a part of a couple of motorcycling shows. But for this one, our producer Olivia asked if I would consider getting my motorcycle license instead of just riding on the back of someone else's bike, and I was like, "You know what? I'm like I like to say yes a lot in life, and I so I did. I said yes. I went to the class. The class was for me scary, uh, but I passed." And I ended up writing, you know, oh my God, multiple days for that sh- for that show. And they, like literally on my third day of writing, they asked if I would ride with one of the Davidson heirs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so nervous because not only did I get to ride with him, we were in downtown Milwaukee. So it was a lot of stopping and going, and just like I, you know, I felt like <laughs> I was back at age fifteen, learning how to drive and being extremely aware of all of the like, you know, how to signal, how to do this, and, um, <laughs> and on a motorcycle, I, I loved, I did love it. It was amazing, but it's like you feel so naked on a mo, like you feel like you have no You're protection. Exposed, yeah. You're so exposed, and that. Feeling is bizarre to go like 60 miles an hour, I mean 55, and
0: <laughs> and just
1: have no bubble around you. Is this such, it's such a, and to know you're the one in charge is different from when, you, when you're riding. It's like very bizarre feeling, but I'm so glad I did it. It was fun. I very much enjoyed it. And that is one of my favorite episodes. We actually got an Emmy nomination for some of the work we did. Um, Paragon Customs and Sock designed my helmet, my motorcycle helmet, and he airbrushed it. So it was just like the experience was – it was a ton of work, but it was – so fun and definitely stands out in my memory as one of the top five shows. I have memories and shows I've been a part of. That
0: sounds like fun. Yeah, I, st- I still have to do more of the motorcycling stuff and all that. Because you, when you see the, especially the, the packs of motorcycles that ride around the Driftless area and stuff in the summertime, that just looks like such an awesome way to spend the day or the weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Except for when the rain comes down and then you see them hiding under the bridges yeah. and you're like, ooh, I'm glad I'm not on the motorcycle. That's, but yes. Yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of exposed to the elements, right? Right. So one one of my other favorite uh, episodes, because we got to do a lot of fun things and it was Reedsburg. And I, I like it because we got to fly in on a chopper Ooh. and make, cause we did a, we did a fly in, there was a fly in drive in at the airport in Reedsburg. So you get to come in off a helicopter and be all cool. And then I went and <laughs> made pancakes for people. At the pancake breakfast, very few people <laughs> arrived to serve and fry up pancakes by helicopter, so I thought that was kind of cool. And then we were at the Pioneer Village in Reedsburg, which is a nineteenth century kind of a replica village with all sorts of just cool old you know homes and cabins and everything like that. And I got to dress up like a pioneer person and we we cracked a lot of jokes and had a lot of fun. but uh, we actually had the only time anyone's ever pulled a knife on me on the show in that episode. Oh, oh boy! And it was another. We set it up. Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm watching a yeah, <laughs> staged knife fight. Great.
0: <laughs> she was a. Pi- she, she played the role of. This was for like a, a segment like coming up. You don't want to miss this. You know we do those kinds of things. They're mm-hmm. called a tease. And, in the teas. And uh, the biz. In the biz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I love saying that, but. Uh, so <laughs> Carrie played the role of like the prairie, you know, 19th century wife working in the cabin's kitchen. And I come walking in in my 19th century guy, I'm like, yeah, it's been a long day f- looking for food in the forest and stuff. What's for dinner? <laughs> and she's like, cabbage, and you're going to cook it. And the knife comes out and it's a big freaking yeah. knife. Ah, uh, I remember now. And so I, had, yeah, I gave the expression to the camera and I don't know if they froze it or not, but the. The things that we say, yeah, oh, see what's coming up next. I think, Mariah, you said that. The timing was just perfect, and suddenly I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and she just cracked up. And, we and can, then we made sauerkraut.
1: This, this is the Reedsburg <laughs> episode, you said?
0: The Reedsburg episode, yeah. Okay,
1: I've got to go rewatch this now. And
0: yeah. then for quite a while, I just shaved cabbage heads on this huge old school oh, yeah. uh, razor slicer on top of this crock pot. And I'm like, oh, this is where you wonder about the insurance, because there were like five sharp <laughs> blades, and I'm pushing heads of cabbage ever closer to them.
1: I don't know how we don't have an insurance sponsor yet, especially of this particular episode. This is a common theme. I think we theme. probably
0: should. American
1: yeah. family, where you at?
0: <laughs> so we did a lot of fun things in that show, and they really they gave us a chance to do a lot of, of creative things in there, and I, I always appreciate when we do that.
1: I remember that. That was really funny, and it it just it comes out of left field. I feel like I was not expecting that in the Reedsburg episode at mm. all. Okay, so I want to take us to the water trails of the Driftless episode, mm. which is full of memories for me. But one of them is uh, Joshua, a uh, producer of that episode, asked me if I would go barrel racing in Mondovi, Wisconsin, at uh, Buffalo County. Question mark?
0: Uh, yeah. No. Um, uh,
1: Mondovi, Mondovi. Wisconsin County. Google to the rescue. Buffalo County. Yes. 100 yes, points the for seed, Gryffindor. <laughs> yes. Okay. Or not a Gryffindor, re, actually. I know
0: it's where US 10 and Highways 37 come together. That's all
1: I know. Nah, I don't know that. Okay. So anyways, I was barrel raising. And uh, Audio Dave, I may have to ask you to bring the audio in from this segment because it is funny. To me. <laughs>
0: of, of your microphone?
1: Yes, because what happened was they said, all right, Mariah, we're going to give you this really lazy horse, which they did. I forget the name of it. I think in the show, we say what it is. Um, and I'm so nervous. So barrel racing, if you guys don't know, and I'm going to totally butcher this definition because I'm not a barrel racer. and My boyfriend's younger sister is a very good barrel racer, so she's going to call me out here. But you are horseback and your there's three barrels set up out in the pasture area during the rodeo. And your job is to go around them in a certain kind of like somewhat of a figure eight type of pattern. You have to go specifically in that pattern. You cannot knock over a barrel. You get deductions if you do. And the idea is to finish, you know, start and finish in the fastest time possible. Most of the racers there, from what I remember, were finishing in like, I want to say like I don't know, 12 seconds, I think, ish. Um, I did it in
0: 33. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so close.
1: <laughs> but if, if you play the audio from the show, which I, at the time I was so embarrassed that the audio stayed in because it was so <laughs> authentically... <laughs> Like my anxiety at the time Just there was no And I know now looking back why it was kept But I was like oh my god I'm so pathetic (laughs) It was like me starting I'm like And then we go
0: I wish you could see her expression (laughs) when she said that
1: And I'm like They said this was the lazy horse And she seemed so fast (laughs) (laughs) And I was like Slow down, slow down And then my mic pack kept bouncing up and down. So like for those of you, okay, in TV, we always have the mic pack in your pocket and I'm always worried about it. I don't know about you, Eric, but like I'm always doing Mm -hmm. really active things and my mic pack is a liability every time. And And God help
0: you if that pops off in that clip and they miss the clip. Right, yes,
1: yes, yes. It's just a, you know, where's Waldo type of scenario. And (laughs) so the thing, like, I didn't want it to come out because I knew I wasn't like, and there was a crowd, a whole crowd cheering me on. I think they were cheering (laughs) or they were just like that poor, poor girl out there. (laughs) Um, But it was only 33 seconds, but it was the most nerve wracking 33 seconds. And um, I was really glad when it was over, but I've never done it since.
0: Well, now I've got to watch that again. (laughs) You know, one of my favorites. Now, Mariah, we've done some extremely cold weather shoots. Indeed. And yeah, because I remember ones where we were in a, a UTV and forty below wind chill and all that kind of stuff. But one of my one of my favorite <laughs> times was when uh, this is just me in this particular piece. But we were in Saint Germain doing the Arctic mm-hmm. Warrior Race. Mm-hmm. And I remember this part. Had, we had a lot of fun because I didn't have to do the whole thing (laughs) because it takes so long to set up and all that kind of stuff. But so I did various ones where I'm swinging through tunnels and riding fat tire bikes and all that kind of stuff. The next morning we're shooting the open and close and it was supposed to be somewhere around zero or five above. And I wake up where we were staying and I look at my phone and the temperature is 23 degrees below zero.
1: (laughs) Oh my God.
0: And, uh, Olivia was the producer. We decided to spend the first hour of the morning looking at footage in someone else's warm hotel room. We (laughs) waited for it to warm up and it warmed up to minus 10. But if you want to see the reddest cheeks and nose you've ever seen on me, um, those are the scenes in St. Germain because (laughs) it was brutally cold, but everybody uh, had such a great time. And there's something about Consuming beverages and an obstacle course on a frozen lake that says, "I am up north in Wisconsin right now," and it doesn't get more authentic than this. Yeah, and we did show you what troopers were running the whole race.
1: Right. (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah, because we're always doing like the like Eric pointed out. We're very rarely doing the full version of anything. It's always like, here, Mm -hmm. go do this little thing for TV magic. Yeah, TV magic. (laughs) So we're very spoiled in that way.
0: That's that was another great one, Mariah. It's the Blizzard Blast which was such a fun time. And that involved and
1: Conover,
0: you and maybe? me and Abby.
1: Abby, yep. Yeah, we Dear Abby. Yeah, we <laughs> sucked at that. Do you remember? We, we <laughs> went up against like a four-year-old. It was me, Eric, and oh, Abby. Oh, she
0: dusted us, yeah. she.
1: We were literally in recliners, Racing this little four year old girl around this like little rink thing, and we were dead last. We sucked, we were horrible.
0: She did not fear Being us. We pushed at all. in her
1: recliners, or yes, we pushed. Yeah. You're Abby, need to I think that me, more. And, me and Eric pushed. I think Abby She was Correct. sitting down In the recliner okay. And we were pushing As hard as we could It's freaking slippery On that thing And our turning yeah. radius Of a recliner Is not very good But somehow <laughs> The little girl And her dad Had it all figured out I think they were Practicing all week Or something uh, And yeah It was embarrassing We lost
0: Yeah I think they did that On a more regular basis Than we did But yeah we were Slipping and sliding All over the place It's not like we had yeah. the, the gear on the bottom Of our shoes For that kind of traction But you know we And Abby did the uh, Ice bowling And you did the Snowshoe baseball. Oh, yeah! I did dog that. sledding, which was that was interesting. They
1: are very active.
0: I know. This They're. woman's like, hey, this is your break, and she pulls out this anchor that looks like a medieval torture device. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I work with a lot of sharp objects on this show. <laughs> <laughs> something <Crazy>. something insurance. <laughs> Hence the insurance. Yes, absolutely. It's it's not a cush gig necessarily all the time, folks.
1: Okay, I got to bring up my memory number five, which is a life-changing memory for me personally. But it it's actually that same episode I was just talking about, the water trails of the Driftless episode, where I went barrel racing. Well, I also went to Black River Falls, where I went kayaking down the rapids, which was very scary, the most intense kayaking I've ever done, which I think I kind of sort of mentioned in episode 23-ish, 4, something like that. Um, <laughs> Oh, the social media one—the wine, Wisconsin, last week's episode. Anyway, uh, there two was a two weeks, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. There, yes, there was uh, a really cute boy at the shoot, and Ooh. I, and I, not the cow, not any of the cowboys from the UW River Falls shoot. But tell me
0: more, uh, tell me more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. But anyway, he was extremely shy and would not hit on me. Um. But he did help me bring my my kayak across the Black River, and that was about the extent of our interaction and <laughs> then i just went down the river and it was all good and then we like nine months later i came across jackson was the cute boy at the shoot on bumble and i was like oh that's the cute guy from our discover wisconsin shoot swipe right and <laughs> and then yeah the rest is history mariah so, flirting aw. on the job yeah uh, look, i can be a troublemaker every once in a while Ellen. oh
0: n- none of us do that Ellen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Eric, you're a culprit. Anyway, he said when we went on our first date, he's like, I could totally tell you were a TV host because I felt like it was an interview. I was like, well, yeah, obviously. I had to make sure you were a good candidate.
0: During dinner, you got up to use the restroom. You're like, we'll be back right after this.
1: (laughs) I didn't do that but i wish i would have i wish i would have good. done that i wonder what he would have said he's like very shy and introverted so he would have been like she's weird but i like
0: her <laughs> <laughs> it's funny oh you know God. my other favorite memory was kind of the one we we already talked about with norskidalan mm. uh previously and the ghoulies and the coolies because we were able to really have a spooky spectacular time and come up with a couple of scenarios where we did a little acting and so many of the takes and th- yeah i love when you leave a shoot feeling exhilarated
1: yeah because it's so
0: much fun and did so much cool stuff so when you and watch you the kinda, episode you see it
1: don't you always <laughs> kind of know like yeah we got it like there's sometimes you leave shoots and you're like eh, i could have you know it could have been a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that but when you leave a shoot and you're like that was just like you know it's gonna like turn out really well
0: it is. And what's funny is most of our shoots, when we do them, we don't see the finished product for
1: months. Months. Yeah. Six several to eight
0: months, months is probably mm-hmm. the average, maybe four to six. Yeah. But so it's very much delayed gratification in a world Ta-da. where <laughs> you know you have instant gratification so much. Right. The delay is tricky. And sometimes Sometimes you don't even know what you're in for. Uh, we were filming at Cheese Days where we had a lot of fun on a very hot day and I was reading the production book, which is really just a Word document telling us what the schedule will be and everything. <laughs> and I'd forgotten, it's a very Swiss experience and you've heard those, you know, rah, rah, those little sound effects like Ricola was commercials. that your Alporn
1: sound Yeah, I, I was oh. reading the.
0: Yeah, but I forgot what it was called. So I'm reading the production book and it said two o'clock, Eric blows an Alporn. I was like, "Wow, (laughs) I better get clarification on this."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! But I also
0: got to eat deep-fried cheese curds all day. And by the way, blowing that L isn't easy.
1: No, it isn't. I did. I did that. It was. It's fun, but yeah, it takes some technique.
0: And it's funny Hmm. because the guy was like, "Well, you really got to wet your lips and vibrate on the horn." And I'm like, "Ah," "Because you know what? In the COVID era, they wouldn't let us do that." (laughs) Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? (laughs) Step right up. (laughs) 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 See now. And those are just some of the awesome, incredible memories we have, right? Uh, I mean, we could do this for hours and hours and hours, but we won't. Uh, But we've had a fun time working on this show and picking our favorite memories here. And maybe we'll do more of these because there's a lot more memories. So uh, listen, I really appreciate y'all joining us for this episode of the Cabin Podcast because it is indeed considered special, right, Ellen?
1: That's right.
0: There you go. So uh, we'll be back Tuesday with episode 28.
1: But first, y'all know how much I love reading reviews on our podcast, so, you know, I got a really sweet email from Barb Runia and her daughter, Grace. Here's what Barb said. I just have a general thank you. My daughter loves watching the show every week, even though we live in Minnesota. Wisconsin is her favorite state. Nice. Smart girl, Grace. Girl. We recently found the podcast, and that has been a lifesaver through quarantine and social distancing. The only problem is that she wants to go to see almost everything that you guys talk about. We may <laughs> have to move to the state so that it's easier for us to go see everything. Through both Discover Wisconsin and The Cabin, we have a bucket list of things that we can only see in Wisconsin. And I emailed her back asking if she would let me share this. And she said, absolutely. In fact, um, my daughter wanted me to tell you that her favorite experience in Wisconsin so far was riding on the trains at the Riverside and Great Northern Railway.
0: Oh, that is always How fun.
1: How sweet is that? Thank you, Barb Grace, and Grace, don't be a
0: rodeo clown, though.
1: Yeah, don't. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that experience, but you can go sit in the bleachers <laughs> and watch the rodeo clowns do their thing.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know what I mean? Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted by me, Mariah Haberman, Eric Paulson, and Dave Janis. Produced by me, Alan Fallon, and Dave. Tune in next week for more campfire conversations and insight into the world of Discover Wisconsin. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover MediaWorks. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com and don't forget to leave us a review.